0: You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's Tea Time.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and you're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. On this week's episode, we are discussing the new Netflix movie, Always Be My Maybe. But before we get into that, Katie, what have you been up to? Uh,
0: well, it's going to feel like quite a bit since it's been a
1: long time since
0: we've podcasted.
1: <laughs> it's only yes. been a week. But uh, I died last week. Uh, <laughs> came back to life. <laughs> um well, in that time frame,
0: I did indeed go to Star Wars Land, like I had mentioned over a week ago. Yes. And it is now officially open to the public, uh, the but only to people with reservations. So you had to have made a reservation. Yes, um, but it should be fully open to the public to people without reservations in like a week or two or something like that towards the end mm. of the of uh, June. Nice. Um, but it's amazing. Like I know p- people wanted like a full rundown of star wars land but galaxy's edge they did an incredible job creating it and it feels like you're on a different planet it honestly feels that way because everything is just so immersive including like the way the cast members interact with you they act like they're villagers in on that planet in that town so the planet is called batu and the peep, the cast members they live there that's basically what their their story is ah yes Um, but it's amazing. I went on the one attraction that's available right now, which is Smuggler's Run, and I got to fly the Millennium Falcon with Tiffany. Yes. And, uh, Richard and Justin, my two friends that invited us, um, they were the gunners. And then we had two random people in our group who were the engineers. So there's six people in your little group and everybody has responsibilities, And then there's a whole lot of backseat driving going on when you're trying to fly the Millennium Falcon and everyone's trying to tell you how to fly it properly and no one's listening. (laughs) Um, Because you're actually like flying it. So every time you move the stick in front of you, like the ship moves. Yeah. And Tiffany was not a good right left driver at all. (laughs) Like she kept running into stuff and whatever. And you lose credits, like money, every time you hit something. Yeah. So, we've so got Richard and Justin who've been on this ride a bunch of times. They're screaming at us, like, telling us what to do. And I was like, stop yelling at me. And I'm just, like, screaming in the ride because, like, things are flying at me. And I'm, like, trying to fly the ship.
1: It was so super what you're, fun. What you're saying is it's a test of friendship when you go on this ride.
0: It's a test of friendship and teamwork. Yes. and And who
1: shouldn't and shouldn't pilot. And yeah. I'm sorry, Tiff, but... You I would pilot. be awful at that game. Like you know those you know those uh games where you have to like drive a car and a track or something? Yeah. I'm that person that can't keep my car straight. Like I turn a little to the left, crash. Turn a little <laughs> to the right, crash. Like <laughs>
0: You're just, like, ping-ponging it, like, back yeah. and forth against the guardrail. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, it's so well done that you're, like, trying to look at everything in the screen, like, around yeah. you. Because you're, like, inside flying. And you're, like, looking at it. And then you forget that you're flying and your ship is starting to, like,
1: go down. De- oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, I, can- I really have to pay attention.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But it was... Insane, like being on the Millennium Falcon because yeah. you walk in and, like, you're in the common room where they played the chessboard or whatever, and it looks exactly the same. And, like, I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a huge Star Wars fan like other people. But I was dying, like, I can't even over imagine how amazing it was. And I've also never regretted more not blowing $200 on building a lightsaber.
1: <laughs> than oh, I did.
0: Yeah. Like because they have two things that you can do, so you can build a droid, so you build your own personal droid, or you can build a lightsaber, or you can do both. Yeah. Whatever depends on how much money you want to spend. Um, but my two friends wanted to build a lightsaber, and they're like really really nice. Like all the pieces are interchangeable, so you can swap them out between each other. You can share pieces, whatever. They all swap out, and. There's four different types of lightsabers. And within that, there's customizable parts within that. So everyone's lightsaber could look different. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. So they let us go in with the people that were building them so we could see the show. It's like a 14-minute show that goes along with building the lightsaber. I almost cried because it was so beautiful. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, they tell you the story about, like, uh, why, like, where lightsabers come from, and like a little bit about the Jedi's and like different stuff, and then when you pick your kyber stone, so like it's the color of it will become, it's like the center of your the heart of your lightsaber, and it changes the color of it depending on what kind you get. And the thing that like made me like tear up was every time he explained what type of stone it was, the room would change to that color. Mm. And then when everyone built their lightsaber, right, they came by and attached them to the actual, like, the glass part, the, like, the saber portion of it, right? They attached the handle to it. They put it in this, like, compartment on the side. And then when they did that for everyone, they said, okay, everybody, all my builders, step up and place your right hand on your lightsaber. And when I say activate, activate your lightsaber. And so you've got, like, I think it's, like, four. 15 or 8 I don't know I remember how many people it was but they all activated their lightsabers at the same time and you could hear them all power up inside the little chamber and they all lit up and then it opened and everyone lifted their lightsaber into the air and I was like crying in a corner
1: <laughs> oh my god that it was so... oh it so so cool right the moment like when
0: Justin handed me his like just the the handle part he handled it he handed it to me and i was like oh my god it was heavy and made of metal and like felt like a real lightsaber i was like playing with the lightsaber like a lot turning it off turning it back on and turning it <laughs> off again and then when you would hit it it would make the like lightsaber sound yeah but like um at the end the the guy that was uh in charge of like having everybody build theirs he goes may the force be with you but remember the force doesn't like to be dropped on the ground <laughs> Because the lightsaber is glass. Like, that part is glass.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: we were all cracking up in the room. And they give you, like, a really nice carrying case to put it in and stuff. And I mean, oh. like, it's $200, so I get it. Yeah. Oh, my God, but yeah. when they started building theirs, I was like, damn it. <laughs> I, I regret mean, Everything. I regret not doing that, but I did build a droid. I don't know if you saw him.
1: I did, yes.
0: Did you see him? He's right here. Oh, oh. His so name cute. is R two J M ninety five, and yes, I did name him after Jimin. Yes. <laughs> From BTS. Love it. Um, but yeah, he's full white with a grit with a silver and purple head. He's my little, my little light, my little droid. But so yeah. So cute. It was very cool. And I tried the blue and green milk that they sell, which was weird. Yeah. But yeah, it was amazing. Like, I can't wait to go back later. Because, like, I want to take photos. Because I couldn't take any pictures while I was there. Because they literally handed me a sealed, a sealable bag and made me put my phone in it. (laughs) Yeah. So no photos. Um, I did, however, manage to bag call Kevin, my friend Kevin, and my mom (laughs) in that span of time. (laughs) That's weird. Embarrassing. Like, (laughs) calling my mom is one thing, but calling Kevin, that's a whole nother, like, level of embarrassment. How how in the world did you do that? Dude, I have no idea. Apparently, it could feel my finger through the bag when I was holding the phone, because they made you hold the bag.
1: And I was holding my phone, and I was
0: probably, like, just pushing stuff without knowing. Gotcha, gotcha. So, anyways. Huh. Um, I had lots of dinners with Brian. I've seen him for the past three weeks every Friday. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I watched the last episode of the HBO miniseries Chernobyl on Monday, which was the last when the last episode aired. Um, I can't recommend this show enough.
1: What is it about?
0: About Chernobyl. The nuclear power plant.
1: Oh, I got it, got it,
0: got it. Basically, they made a mini-series where it goes through and explains... It's five episodes, so you get five hours of TV um, mm-hmm. where they explain exactly everything that happened for Chernobyl. It starts with mm-hmm. the explosion that happens and ends with the trial. And you learn exactly how it's possible for an RKBM reactor to explode, which is the type of nuclear reactor that chernobyl was but it's extremely well done i made brian i logged into my hb hbo go account for brian so he could watch it we watched the first two episodes on friday and he was like this show is really good i wonder if he watched the other three i haven't <laughs> asked him good but asking. they made it in in uh like with sky oh so, like, yeah. yeah yeah so it's makes probably
1: sense. available for you to no, well that makes sense if sky made it yeah
0: but you should watch it. It's extremely good. Cool. Um, I'm also doing a rewatch of Lucifer so I can watch the new season because yes. I haven't. It's been so long since I've watched Lucifer, but Netflix on our TV has not been cooperating. So every time I try to watch an episode, it's like buffering. So
1: It's, it's funny because like Lucifer here is on Amazon Prime, but because Netflix is making the new season, only that season's on netflix so if you want to watch it you're if like if someone were to go watch it for the first time not really realizing they'd be very confused oh i bet <laughs> they'd be like i feel like i missed a lot you did three
0: seasons missed, yeah
1: <laughs> um
0: oh, it's so good and they got renewed for a fifth and final season on netflix so i'm really excited to nice. like to see how season four went um, and then I'm watching a Korean drama called Absolute Boyfriend, which is based off of the manga series Absolute Boyfriend, which is the only manga series I've ever read. Oh, is it good? Oh, it was so good. It's about a girl who ends up with a boyfriend who's a robot. <laughs> like, he's a oh, robot. Oh, okay. He's, like, a boyfriend. That's what he was built for. So in the show, oh. it's the same concept. Oh. Um But... The episode, the next episode, is only ninety eight percent translated into English, like oh. subtitles. So I have to wait for them to get to hundred percent. Otherwise, at a certain point, while the episode's airing, and there's just no more
1: subtitles. Oh god! And then you're <laughs> just like,
0: I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. It's happened to me a couple of times on Vicky when I've been watching like other shows. I was I just going to gonna ask you,
1: is it on Vicky? Yeah, it's on Vicky. Cool, I'll
0: watch. Um, and then, uh, based on your recommendation, I'm watching the Chinese drama Well Intended Love on Netflix. Yes, and I'm a little angry at how the show's going right now, so I kind of <laughs> stopped to give myself a breather. <laughs> they they just gotta go for the dramatics in that show. I don't understand why why they feel like a car crash leading to amnesia is a
1: thing that happens a lot. I don't know. I think I th- I feel like Chinese dramas are. A lot more dramatic than Korean dramas. I feel like Korean dramas tend to be like they have kind of like one storyline, if that makes sense, that they kind of go with. Whereas I feel like with Chinese dramas, it's like the the twists and turns are endless. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, because Well Intended Love currently has like the the main two characters, plus you had the this other guy who who you don't really know what his why he's gets so jealous over the two the two main characters being together <laughs> yeah. but he was trying to sabotage the thing or he was like I'm going to find out what exactly your deal is kind of deal then you have another girl who is trying to sabotage their relationship plus another yeah. actress is trying to sabotage the relationship and then the random dude who she took the tie from who has a dog is now trying to scheme against them uh-huh. there's uh-huh. so much going
1: on there's- and i'm only on episode 7 Oh, I know. Of 20. (laughs) so like, just wait. Like, you get to, like, 11 and you feel like, oh, my God, the show must be ending. This feels like the end. And then you're like, nope, I got nine more episodes to go. I didn't realize I was watching a Chinese dramatic version of Riverdale because that's what it feels like. Honestly. No, but it's it's good. (laughs) I'll
0: watch it. Don't worry. Because I really like the main guy and the girl is pretty great. Like, I like their relationship together. They're, they're really cute. cute, and no one keeps like they just. I don't understand why they just like don't mention the fact that they've like made out a bunch of times. Like <laughs> they just sort of skim past that, and well, I was like, you guys... <sighs> "Whatever." Anyways, <laughs> I know that's what I've been doing the last two weeks, plus working, plus other nonsense.
1: You work? So... No, okay. Sometimes I'm just kidding. Um. Well, I have been doing things but also not. <laughs> As per usual, I am very boring. Um, it's funny I was thinking back to like what I watched in the last 2 weeks and I, my first thing on here is Booksmart, the movie Booksmart. That feels like I watched that a month ago. I had to like double check with myself. It I didn't mention this already, did I? Don't think... I mean, you might have told me... Everybody and their mom has told me to go see Booksmart, oh so... Oh, God. It's it's literally, like, the fun... It's, like, my new favorite movie. It's so funny. I can't recommend it enough. If you like comedy at all in any way, it's very good. It's basically, like, a female... Like, everyone says it's, like, a female version of Super Bad. Yeah. But... I don't know. I've never seen Super Bad, so I, I don't know. But I think it's very, very funny. The main actresses in it are hysterical and Olivia Wilde does a very good job of directing it. The music is dope. Oh, uh Billy Lord's in it and she's freaking hilarious.
0: How random.
1: <laughs> she plays like this really crazy girl that like just pops up everywhere. <laughs> just like Oh my god. Like literally everywhere. <laughs> it is so good. Oh my god. Um, the other movie I saw was Late Night with Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling, which I also really loved. Um, Emma Thompson is essentially like a late night host and people feel like her and her show are becoming irrelevant and kind of boring and not funny anymore so they want to just basically kick her out and she kind of decides to like she's like right I need to hire a woman I need to like hire more diverse like a more diverse voice to kind of like spice things up and she does and that's Mindy Kaling and Mindy Kaling kind of tells her like yeah like your show is kind of boring it needs some improvement but like I love your show and here's how I can help and they like find this kind of like common ground and like work together to kind of get her show back and Mindy Kaling wrote it actually and it's really really good nice Um, yeah it's very good it's like very few things nowadays are original and this is just like a little bit of like an original movie you know it's like just like a normal story like i just i miss that from movies you know everything is so high concept high budget high everything you know and sometimes it's nice to just have like an original script fun story good comedy kind of like what we're we're talking about today but something that's like at the movies like you know yeah with like a big name emma thompson's freaking amazing absolutely amazing in general (laughs) yes and like putting her with Mindy Kaling like I never would have thought of it but they like have really good chemistry like they have really good banter and you know comedic timing it's really really good and because we watched that Eamon decided he needed to watch the Mindy Project which is Mindy Kaling's show that she did on Fox a couple years ago and we've just been binge watching that ever since we saw late night and it's been great cuz it takes me right back to 2012 <laughs> in like a weird way <laughs> nice cuz cuz the show started in 2012 and they like obviously mention a lot of things from 2012 and i'm like wow why does that feel so long ago but it really wasn't <laughs> like
0: but it it was but it was it's like know, yeah, 7 it, years
1: <laughs> it's 7 years it was but it like but they still mention a lot of things that are current, you know what I mean? Like they still talk about like Instagram and Facebook and they all have iPhones. Like it's the old iPhones, but (laughs) I don't know. It just like, it still feels somewhat recent, but yeah. But anyway, uh, and I've been like, I don't know. I've been like watching just like my usual stuff. I live that boring life where I come home from work, watch the daily show and then go to bed. (laughs) You're fine. <laughs> but it's good. I really enjoy The Daily Show.
0: <laughs> it's because Trevor Noah's amazing.
1: Yeah. So don't forget to head over to geek 2 to check out the latest episodes of the Geek2Geek podcast and Geektitude. Don't forget to subscribe to Capsule J and Troyla Power's Twitch streams so you don't miss out when they stream and talk about nerd stuff. Keep listening now to hear a promo for all the shows on the network. keep it geek i'm void and i'm beach and together we're the geek to geek podcast well we make it it is kind of us but i guess it's separate every week we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while and you're invited we talk about books and movies games comics the internet or really whatever we feel like yeah that too so look for the geek to geek podcast on itunes or wherever your podcasts are sold or downloaded or whatever Hello friends, this is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights, sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch
0: chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch, where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E, power, to snag a spot on the couch.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was
0: fine, and then he just made it awkward. (laughs)
1: Because I just look at you, and you're just like.
0: (laughs) Just, just, I'm staring at my BTS fan. I'm sorry. That's
1: it. That's it. Uh huh. (laughs) So, yeah. uh, Today, once again, we are talking about Always Be My Maybe, uh, which I was very excited about, or to talk about, uh, because. It was all over my Netflix recommendations. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah. We've had a couple of people even post in our Slack channel, right, about watching this movie or just the fact that Keanu Reeves was in it.
0: It's specifically because Keanu Reeves is in it. Yes. That is exactly 100% the reason why people were like, hey, you need to watch this. Yes. They didn't even say whether it was good or not. They're just like, Keanu's in it for like 10 minutes. So just
1: watch it. Honestly, though, it's a good 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> so good. And you know what? I do not regret watching this movie. I watched it yesterday
1: and it was so good. It was so funny. Definitely. It was funny because, it. you know, when like Netflix does that thing, especially when you're watching on your TV, where they like the thing that they're really pushing for the week or the month or whatever, they sh- they like start the trailer at the top. Or they just have the big picture of it. So we had kept seeing the big picture. And we're like, oh, Randall Park, Ellie Wong. We gotta see that. We gotta see that. And then one night, like, the trailer just started. And we were both like, let's just watch it. And then we see it. And then, like, the whole Keanu Reeves bit comes into the trailer. And Eamon was just, like, jaw drop. He's like, oh, my God. Yes. Can we watch it tonight? (laughs) And we're like, yes, we're watching this immediately. And then that's why I was like, Katie, have you seen it? We got to no. talk about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I watched it yesterday morning. It was so good.
1: So good. So diving into it, Always Be My Maybe is a 2019 American romantic comedy film written by Ali Wong, Randall Park, and Michael Gomaco? Is that sure. how you- Yeah. Yeah. And directed by Nanachka Khan, and it stars Wong and Park as childhood friends from San Francisco who have not been in touch since a brief teenage fling ended badly. In the 16 years since, they've grown up to vastly different circumstances. Wong's character, Sasha, is a celebrity chef, while Park's Marcus is still living in his childhood bedroom and working for his father's air conditioning service, his life largely frozen since his mother's premature death. Sasha and Marcus reconnect when Sasha returns to San Francisco to open a restaurant and a romantic chemistry from their teenage years remains. But Marcus fears and Sasha's fame and demanding career challenge their relationship. So fun thing about this film is that obviously like Ali Wong and Randall Park, kind of, like, helped write this movie. This movie was actually, like, something that they'd wanted to do for a very long time. And the reason kind of why it kind of got... was able to kind of get going is Randall Park was, like, talking about it in an interview about how he wanted, like, or they had wanted to do their version of When Harry Met Sally. Uh Uh-huh. So that's kind of, like, what this became. Someone wrote an article about it. it, was like, please, dear God, someone make this movie. And then it got buzz, and then Netflix obviously was like, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we hey. like original content. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of how it came about. But like this has definitely been at least a long time coming for them. That it was something that a story that they wanted to tell. And yeah, Katie, what did you think of the movie?
0: It was so good. It was really, really funny. And just they had such great chemistry and Marcus Marcus Kim, like <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be a fan of his band. Hello oh, Peril. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like like his lyrics were so so good, especially yes. the song he wrote, which plays during the end credits. Yes, about punching Keanu Reeves in the face is so <laughs> funny. It's like <laughs> Neo can dodge a bunch of bullets, but he can't dodge me. And I was dying. I was laughing so hard.
1: um It's so good. He apparently wrote that and emailed it to Keanu and said, "Hey, is it cool if I like do this song?" And Keanu was like, "Yeah, totally. Here's some recommendations for more lines." like the best thing about this was that keanu reeves for them was like their dream cast Uh like he was like the dream and they had like backup ideas in case he didn't want to agree because they thought they'd never be able to get him and he was like so down and he was like improvising with them he was giving them feedback he was like yeah is it cool if like we do this with me And like, he was so involved and it's, I love it. (laughs) It makes it so much better.
0: It's because like the story itself is really good. So it's like these two people who grew up next door to each other and Sasha's family ran like a supermarket or a grocery store or a shop or something. And so they were never home. So Sasha was basically raised by Marcus's family. Yeah. And everything that she learned about cooking came from Marcus's mom. And they have been best friends for basically their entire lives at that yeah. point. And they his mom dies prematurely in an accident, which like totally affects his life and hers too because like his mom that was a mother figure much, for her. Yeah, like his mom basically raised her and yeah they like she's been in love with him probably her whole life is what it seemed like she had a crush on him her whole pretty much her whole childhood and when they're 18 they hook up in the back seat of his corolla (laughs) which is both fantastic and so it seemed pretty realistic in that like how awkward it was afterwards (laughs) when they're laying there and she's just like it smells like Parmesan cheese here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's I have like, a bunch yeah, of... like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that smell. He's like, yeah, I have a bunch of uh, Parmesan cheese packets in my glove compartment. <laughs> I'm just... I was laughing so hard. And what was funny is, like, where he was, like, trying to put his... His arm was behind her head, and he was, like, trying to figure out, like, what to do with his hand, and he just, like, awkwardly puts it on the seat, and he was, like, touching the top of her head for, like, a second, and he's just like, no, just... I'm gonna put it...
1: And when he tries to, like, put his arm around her at the Burger King, and she's like, yeah, you don't need to do that. (laughs) He, like, pulled her hair on accident. She's like, ow,
0: uh, no, you don't need to. And then they got into a huge fight. Yeah. In line at a Burger King, and I was like, This is so just would totally
1: happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> and I was, I was, I was laughing so hard at the Burger King guy, like his line, where he was like, Do you want a Whopper? You can get it to go, so you can go cry in your cry in car, your car. <laughs> while you eat it. <laughs>
1: i was like dude that guy's savage (laughs) like just he's like i know you're gonna go cry in your car (laughs) oh my god no this movie was so freaking funny
0: oh my god his (laughs) comedic timing though like randall park's comedic timing is just spot on it's so good Everything that he was saying in the movie was just so perfectly, like, it was so well-timed and everything. And all of his jokes were so good. Like, <laughs> when he was, like, trying, when they went out to dinner with, like, the girlfriend, like, his girlfriend, Jenny. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. When they
0: were eating at the house, she's like, is, is this Vienna sausage? She's like, yeah. And Sasha's, like, <laughs> dying. And he, like, puts it in his mouth and he's like... And then, like, casually just, like, spits it into his hand and drops it on the plate. And then she keeps putting food in his mouth, his girlfriend. And he just, like, when she turns, he's like, into his hand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So good. Oh, I thought that was so bad. Like, she's like, can I please cook for you? And then she brings out the plate. I was like, oh, my God. This This is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I imagine celebrity chefs get that a lot. The, like, or, can
0: I cook for you or whatever? Yeah, like,
1: can I cook for you or, like, can you try my food or or something? You know what I mean?
0: It happens to Gordon Ramsay all the time on Twitter where people will, like, send him photos of their yeah. food. And he just is <laughs> savage. He was like, Love what it. is that? <laughs> you should give up cooking forever. Yes. Forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of stuff.
1: But... Oh oh man so good it was very good but uh yeah so ali or ali wong's character i forget what her actual character name was sasha Uh, sasha yeah so sasha uh was originally like engaged to this like really famous like like someone in the food world that was super connected to celebrity chefs and like I forget what what job you basically call it, but it was like this famous guy. They were like this it Hollywood couple or celebrity food couple. And he decides that he wants to like go on a like sabbatical in terms of like their relationship, but like have it be open. Like basically they have an open relationship for a year before they decide to actually get married. Which as soon as you hear that, you're like, That's some BS. (laughs) Like, that's a load of crap. Yeah. Uh, And she soon realizes that. She's like, yeah, no, it's kind of crappy you even suggested this. (laughs) And she goes off on him on the phone and she's at the birthday party. (laughs) And the guy, can you please stop screaming? You're scaring the goats.
0: Because <laughs> she's, like, cussing and screaming at, like, some kid's birthday party. But she's, like, in a room with the windows wide open and everyone is staring at her. Oh, my God. It was so good. Oh, my God.
1: So, so good.
0: That reminds uh, me of the part in um, 27 Dresses. You know, when she, like, goes into the other room and is, like, screaming and cussing and, like, and she was like, oh, and it's, like, someone's 50th anniversary, like, wedding anniversary, and she's like, oh, 50 years, congratulations, and then she just, like, awkwardly leaves.
1: (laughs) I love that trope where someone's just, like, going off, and they just turn, and they're like, oh, this is completely inappropriate.
0: They're just like, oh, I'm not, I'm not alone. (laughs) kid's birthday party and she's just like i love when she flips she's on a phone call like the call and she like takes the phone away from her face and flips off the phone and she's like i'm giving you the finger so hard right now and then she's like (laughs) hangs up
1: yes oh
0: god so good
1: you know who i really enjoyed was her her friend that like was her personal assistant veronica oh she was so fun she was so good
0: Oh my god! I love when um when she's in the ha- like so she like moves temporarily to San Francisco, right back to San Francisco, and she's renting a house. And apparently, when she was rent wants to rent the house, she wants to change the air conditioning to a digital unit or something. Yeah, I or guess. put it in, whatever. But she hires Harry, like Veronica hires Harry and Son, which is uh Marcus and his dad's air conditioning company, <laughs> yes. and. She's, like, on the phone, like, sitting at the kitchen table on the phone with something. And Marcus is, like, what is that? And she's, like, what? He goes, that voice you use on the phone, like, that's not you. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, like, Veronica comes in and she's, like, I brought you, uh, like, burritos. And she's, like, I ate one <laughs> or seven. It doesn't matter. And she's, like, because p- she's pregnant and she's, like, putting them on yes. the table. And um, Sasha goes okay, thanks. And she goes, don't use your phone voice at me.
1: <laughs> and Marcus is like, see? Hey. Phone voice. Like, don't use that phone voice on me. I I really love when she actually finally gives birth to her baby. And Sasha's, like, manhandling her. Just like, yeah, no, no, no. This is why you can't be the godmother. You're, you're, not, you're not doing so well here.
0: I like, because she just, like, instantly, uh, like swears while holding the baby and she goes strike one
1: (laughs) like every time she interacts with the baby she's like no this is why
0: (laughs) but i like at the end when she has the baby in the thing like in the chest carrier and she's like she's like oh i'm gonna godmother so hard this baby like this baby's gonna be so spoiled and she goes oh well we asked like her her wife's it was like her wife fiance were they married yet i can't remember i can't remember veronica's I think she said fiancé, her wife. She was like, oh, we got my wife's, like, cousin to be the godmother. And her face, she's like, I'm just kidding. Of course it's you. Of course
1: it's you. (laughs) I thought that was fun. So (laughs) good. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool to see, like, all the different ages and, like, just best friends kind of growing up together and then eventually, like, clearly being, like, perfect for each other. But obviously... They go through the obstacle of realizing how very different they are. So, you know, with the story, they kind of... Obviously, we have the whole Keanu Reeves thing, which I feel like we should just, like, dedicate a whole portion to. But Yes. (laughs) Yes, we'll talk about it. But yeah, we'll talk about that. So they... she, She tries to, like, date other guys, which is... She dates Keanu Reeves. And then they you know, eventually realize that they're the ones that belong together. They rekindle that spark. Uh, but then they realize they're very, very different people and mm-hmm. that they either have to compromise or just not be together. And they kind of, at one point, or basically uh, Marcus decides that, no, like I can't leave my hometown. This is my town. I love this place, I have responsibilities, and he he feels like he has to stay there. When in reality, like he really doesn't, like the responsibilities that he thinks he has, he, he doesn't because his dad he thinks he has to stay and take care of his dad, but his dad's like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> like look at me. I'm I don't need I don't need you. <laughs> I'm fine. He's
0: making out with the Diana Ross. Impersonator impersonator. on the couch when Marcus (laughs) walks in. He's like, Oh, dad? Diana Ross? Diana Ross. (laughs) No, he says Donna Summer. Daughter Summer, yeah. (laughs) And she's like, Diana Ross? Karen? She's like, My name's Karen. Yeah. But still, I'm still laughing about how Mr. Kim is like, he like met her at that kid's birthday party and now he's dating her, which is like, he goes, You know how much I love Diana Ross? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Obviously. But I think it's it's interesting because the movie shows that just because two people are perfect for each other and love each other very much or have these, you know, deep feelings that life doesn't just like magically work out. You have to make serious compromises and that's eventually kind of what they learn is like, "All right, I got to kind of break out of my shell." and compromise and be with you because I feel like it's worth it. And then she kind of has to like compromise as well. And like more find herself and be the person who she kind of really wants to be. And like with her restaurant, she like, he calls her out on the on the fact that she like caters to white people in terms of like the food that she makes, like you're making food for white people. These like tiny little, you know, fusion dishes or whatever. And, so she kind of gets back to her roots with that and, like, remembers his mom's cooking and, like, dedicates her new restaurant in New York to, like, his mom and makes it more family style and homey. And it turns out really cute. I've just got to say. just Yeah, say.
0: I do. I adored the speech that he gave when <gasps> she was on the red yes. carpet with her parents because she was accepting a, a special award from Food and Wine magazine. Mm -hmm. and in new york so he like gets the whole montage leading up to him getting there is also really great because he just like kicks in the door at a tom ford store walks in and is like a total like comedic (laughs) jackass to the guy that
1: give me that
0: (laughs) my favorite part is when they take the price tag off and show him and it's a twelve thousand five (laughs) hundred dollars tuxedo and he goes take it off take it off it's burning it's burning (laughs) get then this he ends off up, me <laughs> then he ends up at like suits and stuff and he picks yes. out a bunch of stuff and the guy was like oh these are great if you're going to a bar mitzvah uh your first job interview a communion uh, and he's like listing <laughs> listing all this stuff off of like how crappy the suits are that he, he picked out oh my god um but like he shows up and he goes like, I have a question. And he like uh, does this big, long speech. And he's like, and he, he's, he's like, Sasha, he was like, can I hold your purse? Yes. So he's like, that's what he's asking. He's like, can I hold your purse? And she's like, that's the bad version? And he's like, what? Like, I, I tried. <laughs> and she yeah. goes, so was, he was like, was it good? She's like, oh, so good. <laughs> and like, he, she's like, get over here. And they like kiss. And it's beautiful. Oh, but so cute. He does hold her purse for her, which is like super sweet. Like yes. I love it. And like it's just it's so cute and they like go to the sh- to the awards thing like she gets her award and they're sitting there and like they eat all this the food or whatever and she's like are you hungry? He's like oh god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause all the food was like the tiny portions. Yes. Or whatever. And that's when they go to the new restaurant and they called it Judy's Way, which is his mom's name.
1: Yes. And
0: all the food is authentic Korean cuisine that mm-hmm. his mom had taught her how to make, which is like beautiful and sweet. And I was like crying in the corner. It's very
1: sweet. All that. It's so very maybe
0: cute. should we talk about <laughs> Keanu Reeves. The Keanu
1: part. So yeah, so Allie, God, I always want to call her Ali just because I know her so much. Uh Sasha decides to put herself back out there and try to date, and she's like, isn't she just like at a party? She was and catering she- a rap party for Netflix. Netflix, yes, that's right. And she like doesn't she see him, but like he asks her out? He comes up to her, because she's standing at the bar,
0: and you don't actually see him when he, like, comes up. He just goes, I hear you're the one responsible for all of this. And she turns around, and then she's just, like, you see her face, and it's just like, oh my god. And then it cuts to, like, something else. Yes. And then we, like, she uh, explains that she had this, like, life-changing sex with keanu reeves or whatever she's like my toes
1: are curled still thinking about it (laughs) see i think what they did within the movie is they built it up to where you didn't know who it was so that when he does walk in the room you're like what but of course like the trailer and every promotional thing like spoiled that so you kind of knew it was coming but if you somehow Watch I didn't watch this movie without any of that.
0: I didn't watch the trailer. I just knew he was in it. So I had no idea when he was going to show up. And when he walked in as her, like, like he was the one that she was dating. I was like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good that you're surprised because I totally knew it was coming. But it was still it was still really funny.
0: But it's funny because it's like Keanu Reeves playing himself, but like a more dramatic like ridiculous version of himself because yes. when he walked in, he was like all like, I'm not saying that Keon Reeves is not like all suave or whatever, but they walk into this like really nice restaurant or Over whatever. The top
1: fancy.
0: But it's, what is it? Marcus is wearing a tuxedo, his prom tuxedo. And he was like, you said it was fancy. And she was like, oh, well, fancy to rich people now is like a t-shirt that costs $1,000 that looks like you stole it off a homeless person is what she describes it as. And then they like pan the room of all the hipsters that are in the room.
1: Yes. And I'm just like, (sighs) they're all pretty, wearing like raggedy shirts yeah
0: they're wearing that exact description which is just kind of messed up but
1: also like it was pretty funny super true it's super yeah. true uh god that was that was funny so <laughs> he talks about wearing like he's like oh that's a nice like outfit you got there tom ford made it for me like he like made this personally for me <laughs> so that's where he gets the idea to then go to tom ford later, later. on <laughs> Because yeah. he uses
0: the like Keanu Reeves, you know him, he's my friend. I punched him in the face. Yes, exactly.
1: Um, and apparently Keanu, it was Keanu's idea to do the whole glasses with no lenses thing.
0: He was like, he was like, Do you even wear glasses? He goes, Oh, these, no, I'm I'm I don't wear glasses. They're for a role. They don't even have lenses. And he holds them up and Marcus like puts his finger through the like the frame. Yeah. Oh. What and I'm not so going to cool. lie. That apparently is some sort of like weird fashion trend that's going on is glasses without lenses. And I'm not calling anybody out <clears throat> BTS, but they <laughs> literally do that all the time except for RM who actually needs glasses because he's blind.
1: Well, the that's funny cool. thing is a lot of a lot of them need glasses. They just like I don't know, they don't they they think that unless you're wearing like fashionable glasses that it's not fashionable to wear like actual glasses that you need to see with apparently
0: but i've seen a lot of like a lot of that stuff with the like them wearing the lens the frames without lenses or whatever because yeah. i'm not going to lie sometimes i'm questioning i'm like how is it that they're wearing a face mask and glasses and not fogging up their lenses and i'm like oh because there are no lenses <laughs> no that's it's wise. just to
1: just it's to probably make them look different, you know, That's to fine. like hide their face. But it's precious, but yes.
0: it's fine, I don't care. But anyways, it's, it's just it's really great. funny. It's
1: fashion, Katie. It's fashion. I know,
0: <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but like, I, <laughs> they're playing like truth or dare, or whatever, at Keanu's oh house. Oh my god! And he is like, I dare you to smash that vase on your head. And he was like, this vase, this one. And he like takes it and smashes <laughs> it on his head, and he's like bleeding. And everyone's like, uh, what are you
1: doing? Basically, and goes, him and Marcus be- get into this, like, one-upping each other thing.
0: And he's like, I dare you to punch me in the face. Yeah, fine. And he, like, punches Keanu Reeves in the face and they get into, like, a fist bump. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Although I love the part where they're, like, talking about, like, if you were to have, like, one person be dead or like kill one person or I, something like that. And he's like, "I'd kill Marcus." And like everyone's like, "Yeah, we pick you too." <laughs> he's like, "What the heck?" So <laughs> like, good. even his girlfriend
0: said that. Nice. And then like, uh, also, what was it? The <clears throat> he keeps like name dropping stuff from like his movies. Well, when yes. I was working on John Wick, <laughs> like. <laughs> that's what they're playing the game from. They weren't playing like truth (laughs) or dare, but they were like playing something that he like learned on the set. He said he learned on the set of John wick or something. Yeah. Um, But they were like, who is your lifelong crush or something? And uh, Sasha says, Marcus. And he's like, what? And she goes, yeah, I had, I, I had a crush on you my entire life. Like the whole time I've known you. And he's just like, why didn't you ever say anything? And she's like, Because I didn't know if you felt the same way and blah, blah, blah. And then Keanu Reeves is like, you know, you guys are being a real downer. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how this game works.
1: Oh, God, I love it.
0: But I like how they, like, get into that full on, like, they're, like, brawling with each other at Keanu's house or whatever. And he says something. I I can't off the top of my head remember what he says. But, like, Sasha defends Marcus. And she's like, I think we should leave. And Jenny, who's Marcus's girlfriend, she's like, I'm going to stay. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Keanu. And it's she's Keanu. like, he helps children.
1: <laughs> like, like I it's, support. it's important. I need his support. And she talks about, like, wanting to get his support on helping like something with the environment or I don't know she talks about like I love that she like doesn't she mention like Leo DiCaprio at one point like (laughs) like Leo DiCaprio he's doing a lot for the oh yeah what's he done what's he actually done he's working on it (laughs) what has he done for climate
0: change he's working on Um, it but, like, he goes, I like how Keanu, he was like, fine, you can leave. He's like, but the least I can do is call you an Uber, right? And he calls yes. an Uber. And that's when they start making out in the car. And then the camera backs out. And there's literally a dude sitting in the front seat in the passenger side holding a bag of groceries because Keanu called them an Uber, Uber pool. pool.
1: And he's like, "Um, yeah, you could just drop me off right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My favorite is, like, after they, like, they, like, sleep together, right? They're laying in the bed, and Marcus is like, Keanu totally called us an Uber pool. I'm sure it was an accident. No, it was, he was a cheap no. <laughs> It was his r- revenge, or whatever. Yes. I'm just dying, because he did call an Uber pool. That poor dude is just, like, holding the bag of groceries, like, okay, these people are making out in the backseat. It's really weird.
1: <laughs> have you ever taken an Uber pool? No. I have. It's kind of awkward, but... Connor
0: takes them all the time because they're cheaper, but, like, I thought about it. But even, like, to be honest, an Uber alone is Is awkward. awkward.
1: Yeah, I know. Because I took them
0: them all the time. I took Lyft. I take Lyft most of the time. So, like, when I was in Portland, I took Lyft everywhere. And the majority of the time it was pretty good and good conversation until, like, somebody asks you, like, something weird or, like, starts interrogating you about, like, where you're going. And you're just, like... It's None of your business. business. Like, <laughs> I'm paying you to drive me somewhere, bro. Not for you to give me your life
1: story. Like, yeah. <laughs> awkward. But no. But yeah. overall, this was really, really good. Yes. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, so funny.
0: It,
1: it was a good adult rom com that we need.
0: Yeah. We yeah. need
1: more rom coms.
0: <laughs> we need more good rom coms with like great this had great comedic timing the entire film. Like uh Ali Wong is hilarious and her chemistry with Randall Park and even with uh the girl who plays Veronica, all great mm-hmm. chemistry and they interact really well with each other and um it had, it was both sweet and it had its like sad moments and happy moments. So it had all of the good stuff that a rom com has that we need yeah exactly um was- i will say i love when her parents showed up in new york just like <laughs> yes. she goes we found your address on the google and i was like what <laughs> i was like sasha girlfriend you need a high. you need to do a better job than letting your parents find like if your parents can google find you find you by googling you like that's a problem
1: definitely they're like yeah there's only two people
0: in this area and one of them's a baby <laughs> oh my god that means they were going like house to house they were like, we looked you up on the Google. And I'm like, you're so cute. But like, the big thing about her parents is that they never spend any full amount of money on anything. Because like, his big thing was like, no, where are you going? We'll pick you up. So you don't have to tip. Yeah. Like, tip anything. Like, they're fully against tipping. But when they show up at her house, they tell her that they went to her restaurant. Didn't tell the restaurant like, who they were, and paid full price for their meal. Plus, they ordered extra shrimp and brought the receipt to show her, to prove to yeah. her that they really did do that. And that, for her, was like, oh, they Cute. really do love me. Yeah. Like, kind of thing, which was, like, both sweet and sad and adorable all at the same time.
1: Yeah. It showed, it showed really, like, nice character development. Because you could definitely see from a young age... I mean, she probably wasn't neglected intentionally. Her parents were probably working really hard. But as a kid, you don't really think about that. You just think, like, I don't have my parents, you know, and they're not with me.
0: Marcus totally pointed out because they went to that dumpling place and she was like, the food here is terrible. Why are we here? And he was like, no, the food here isn't terrible. It was just clouded by how terrible your childhood was. Yeah. She ate the food and she's like, oh, my God, it's so good. And she was like, maybe the waitress just hates us because remember that time we tried to speak Cantonese and he like speaks it perfectly and they bring him yeah. free food. And like when she goes to reach in, the waitress like moves it so that she can't reach side. it. <laughs> He's I like, no, this is,
1: love... this is my free food. Like, sorry, this is for him. Yeah. So <laughs> He's good. He's our favorite. We love but, yeah, him. Yeah, I think that that brings up an interesting point about like how we think about our childhood probably more negatively than it actually was.
0: We, our experiences in life are clouded by um, certain things. So, like, a majority of the time when you think back, the things that you remember the most are either things that are really happy or bad. So, it's, like, it's one of the two, which, I mean, like, yeah. you get a lot of po- that pointed out to you in, in um, Inside Out. That's a big, like, oh, points out yeah, that yeah. you only remember things uh. On the far negative and positive, you never really remember anything in the middle, which they point out that a lot of times, sometimes the saddest things can lead to some of our happiest memories, which is what that film was trying to teach you like Inside Out specifically, because they see that uh, that's something that joy has to learn is that sadness is important in your life because it helps shape you to be the person that you are, because sometimes our saddest memories are also connected with our happiest yeah. And um I think that's part of like what they what they kind of explained in this was a little bit that like like her memories of something specific is clouded by how like crappy things were in her life during that time frame when in reality the food that she was eating at that place was actually phenomenal it's just clouded by bad memories associate like that flowed around when she was going there. Yeah. Psychology Which is it's great.
1: Which is really fu- fun. Yeah. Any final thoughts about
0: this before we go? Uh, It's on the Netflix, so people should watch it. If anything, to watch Keanu get punched in the face and then someone write a song about it, because it's really fun. Yes.
1: Oh, my God. So good. I, like, genuinely, would want to buy it and listen to Dude,
0: it. <laughs> I, I was sitting there watching Hello Peril, which is the name of the band, like, when they yeah. were playing, and I was like, this is totally a band I would see. Like, 100%. Yeah.
1: It was very good. It was so different to what I thought it would be because they kept talking about how he was in a band, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking it would be like rock music. And then it was well, wasn't. It was very like nineties, rap. Like, but,
0: but also the <laughs> bass player was it the bass player. The guitarist that's in his band is the guy is Dopinder from from Deadpool. It's the
1: cab driver. Oh, dang! Yeah. I didn't re- I didn't re- I didn't remember that when I was watching it.
0: I kept, wa- I kept looking at him going, God, why do I remember her that? And he was like, have a safe and happy day to you, Mr. Pool, is what I remember him saying, like, oh, in in Deadpool. God. And then I was like, oh, because he, like, kept, like, he goes, oh, no, you have a great day. And I was like, oh, oh, it's the dude from Deadpool. I was like, it's the cab driver. <laughs> it's Dopinder.
1: Oh, I think that's cool. his name. Yeah. Very cool. It's great. Any- anything else? Nope, that's all. Cool. I would say if you like this movie a lot and want to see more of Ali Wong, watch her stand up on Netflix as well. If you like Randall Park, watch him in Fresh Off the Boat. And the director, Nanachka Khan, she did Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Oh, so good. That show's great. Exactly. Which I thought was fun because... The whole Keanu thing was very similar to the whole James, ah, James Vanderbeek, Vanderbeek thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now that I know that, it's like spot on because James Vanderbeek in Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 like plays like a, douche, like a douchey like a version of himself who yes. banks off of his the fact that he was in Dawson's Creek and that's the only thing like he's ever done that made him popular. It's- Amazing.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and this was, like, her directorial debut, because she would do, uh, she created Fresh Off the Boat as well. Nice. Uh, which is obviously how she got to know Randall Park, and Ali Wong used to be a writer on Fresh Off the Boat, so there's a lot of, like, reasons why you need to watch this. So yeah, that's just my little recommendation for that. And I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website teatimewithkc.com feel free to reach out to us via twitter or instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc you can also chat us up on facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc and if you have any comments questions or suggestions for future episodes feel free to email us at kc at gmail.com
0: And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Geek2Geek Media Network by visiting geek2geekmedia.com. The Twitch stream subscription links for Capsule J and Troidal Power will be included in our show notes. And you can chat with us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those will be available in our show notes.
1: And until next time, bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.